Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel, and welcome to Bar Talk. Shakira and you're listening to AMR.
Hello. Is anyone there? Yeah. Or am I am I talking into an <laughs> echo chamber? So I didn't realize we were already starting. Yes. Hello. <laughs> welcome. It's great to be back here. It's uh, This is the reason that recording is often pre-recorded because you got to figure all this stuff out. But we are back. I am glad to be glad to be back on the show, even though my we were just laughing at my terrible, terrible LinkedIn fit profile picture at the moment. But uh, so now that we've got the indignity that is my profile picture out of the way, we can uh, introduce some great artists again, and uh, I can keep repping some Perth guys because there's a lot of Perth in this playlist, and that's what I like to see. Exactly, exactly. You're getting right into it, Michael Hilliard. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Bar Talk. It's a pleasure to have you after quite a little while. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while now. Um, that's the thing. I'm always running out of good music now because this is this is where I get you know this is where I reconnect with the kids you know and uh, get some good music that keeps me going for the next few months. Well, speaking of your uh, LinkedIn profile, I did say <laughs> that the little bit of shaving, a little bit of touching up, did take a few years off you, and I did specifically compare you to um to the captain of or the like the the head of student politics at some wanky you know private school funded you know, high level in uh, over overcompensating for the arts degree <laughs> university. You know, you, you, you've almost nailed it because I did uh, international relations and economics at UWA, University of Western Australia. So you're pretty much dead on the mark there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We're going to go come off the, um, I'm going to quickly mention the songs we just played before we get too carried away in our little, yep. you know, a little bit of tangenting as we can, we tend to do, but altar boy is what you just heard there. Act of God. And, oh, my God, that was heavenly. And before that, Supernova, an absolutely explosive song by Chase Zera. Yeah, Michael, it's been far too long. You know, since you last came on, you did an all review for the All Day Record, which was a lot of fun reading. Um, you've you've just been all over the place. You've got a new job. You go running leaps and bounds with, the, with your podcast, the Redline podcast, and you're just a busy man all around, I guess. You know, got to keep busy. If uh, you know, can't ever let myself be alone with my thoughts. That would be awful. <laughs> it would be a bit too depressing, would it? There's Just- a reason I drink. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but no, it's um. As I said, great to hear you from the in the airwaves from WA again, uh, just spruiking up that side of the country just a touch. You were talking about University of WA before. Now I don't know what the university culture is like in WA, but. But Melbourne, you've got the intense rivalries, not just between Melbourne and Monash, um, mm-hmm. the latter of which I was very unfortunate enough to be enrolled in. But you've got the <laughs> uh, the inter rivalries between like RMIT and Swinburne and, and yep. Deakin University and La Trobe University. They're all at each other's throats. Yeah, it's the same back here. So UWA students make fun of ECU students and or vice versa, and it's it's a whole thing. Um, okay. Yeah, it's you know it's it's wankery to the highest degree. I, I'm glad it's not just an us thing, and it's it's a uni- bit of a universal thing, uh, and it makes me feel a little bit better about myself for all the shit I used to heap on my uh, my sister for going to that <laughs> dirty, dirty Latrobe University. No wait, shit, it wasn't no Latrobe. Shit, that was uh, somebody else. I mean, I meant Melbourne University. Ah, they're all the same. <laughs> they're all the same. It's all the piece of paper at the end. Yeah, fancy, pe- fancy embossed piece of paper, might I add. Nice, expensive piece of paper. Yes, yes. Something like uh, yeah, $50,000 there and about. Yes, uh, I don't want to talk about the UW- <laughs> UWA fees, so we'll just quickly move the conversation on before <laughs> I have even more of a reason to drink. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, first up, let's get. Let's talk about the songs, yeah? First up. We sh- might as well. Okay, that's what we're here to do. So, the first one, we were, ch- we were uh, 
talking to Chase, or we listened to Chase Zero, her song Supernova, which I thought was really cool. It was very kind of, you know, uh, it reminded me of very much like v- Vanessa Amorosi, weirdly enough, that kind of like late 90s, early 2000s pop beat with yeah. like upbeat vocals on top. It was nice. It was exciting. I was actually uh, bopping my head along, enjoying myself. You know, it was a, uh, you know, definitely something that I would like show comfortably to people and I know that it's going to get a good reaction regardless. There was some very choice synthesizer, you know, synthesizers in there. And it did. It reminded me again, same thing. Turn of the Millennium Pop Disco a la mm. uh, Kylie Minogue. I got a bit of the Kylie yes. vibes. Um, and I have to say, every time you mention Kylie Minogue, um, our station manager, Gareth, just gets a little bit too excited. He's a bit of a Minogue fan. <laughs> he will never fail to tell you, and this is how many times he's told me about this story, that back in the 80s, he served Kylie Minogue as she came into one of the- one of the fuels, one of the fuel stations he was working at back in the eighties, like Kilsyth or something like that, Outer East. I don't care. I don't care where it was, but he, yeah, it's his claim to fame as far as Kylie Minogue is concerned. Every time it gets mentioned, <laughs> I like to pronounce it Kylie Minogue and just really annoy everyone else I'm talking to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this this song to me, if I had to give it like a summary, it would be the exact. It would be the audio form of the third espresso martini at a Sunday session. Yeah, you reckon she's more of a Sunday sesh? Well, I can say you no, know, but that's the thing. It's the third espresso martini. It's the like you're a bit too into the party on a Sunday, <laughs> which is good. It's that like you should be relaxed, but this is a bit more upbeat than it probably deserved to be, and that's what I liked about it. It was a, you know, it definitely it was a raucous one that ruins your Monday. That kind of song. That's <laughs> hear that hear that chase. You were at a ruin the Monday kind of girl. I like that. I like that. Uh, Supernova, of course, is out now. And it's courtesy of um, one of the newer PRs we've connected with, Paper Planes, who are awesome. Uh, thank you. Chase is from Sydney. So, you know, maybe she is dreaming of the Sunday when the Sunday sessions can open up again. And lockdown every day is Sunday. It's fine. Just keep it going. <laughs> and now after that, what we just came off uh, was one of your favourites for the week. It was indeed. It was Alter Boy, which are good to see the Perth people kicking it back in. And it was actually a friend of mine who, Peter, who I went to school with, uh, who just directed that music video, which is uh, a large guy. I, I don't know if he's naked, but he's at least shirtless, uh, you know, singing to camera. And, you know, this band, it puts on a, an absolute, I want to say a hell of a show, but it feels weird to say Alter Boy and Hell at the same sentence. So, a really mm. good show. You know, they're all in- you know, priest outfits, half the band's like pretty much deaf or partially deaf. Um, it's like a really odd set of things that shouldn't work together, but it does. I don't know why it does, but it just, it's a cool track. It, everything works. And these guys are already killing it. Like they're getting a wave rock. They're getting touring going. Like it's a big live show from a big band. And I, I think they are definitely going to go far. Uh, because it's one of those, once you look at it, you can't look away. And look at the artwork. Did you see the, the single artwork? I did artwork? see the artwork. Now, yep. I appreciate when uh, people go for, you know, source-accurate biblical angels, <laughs> the 17 wings and 14 eyes. It's become a bit of an internet joke in the last year or so, but for good reason, because <laughs> our perception of angels compared to what was in the what was in the liturgy is totally different and way- Fucking weirder than it should be. Hence the be not afraid. And, uh, I mean, we shouldn't be afraid of these guys because they're going on tour, as you did mention. Yeah, they've got lots of shows coming up for festival runs coming up. Like, 
they are not a particularly like they're a pretty, pretty new band and they're already smashing out of the park. So yeah, that's a band to definitely keep an eye on. And again, it's that that Perth people just punching way above their weight. This message yeah. is brought to you by the Tourism Board of Perth. A couple of <laughs> a, a, <laughs> interesting export from uh, across the Nullarbor. There, a couple of uh, stand, a couple of um, the highlights from their upcoming tour. They're playing at State Gold to open the tour on Friday, the seventeenth of September. Phenomenal venue down here in Melbourne, and they are finishing it at the Fremantle Arts Centre, which is uh, a pretty good pickup, I must say. That's a big venue. Um, like they, if they're pulling Fremantle Arts Centre so early, that's like a big feather in their cap, and it's a good, it's a great venue. Like Fremantle is the same way you guys would probably view what like Northcote kind of area. It is a yeah. Well, I mean, I've been told uh, Fremantle's basically the Fitzroy of Perth. Yeah, yeah, Fitzroy Northcote kind of area. Like definitely that kind of. You know, uh, yeah, just with more beaches, smell of, smell of smell of something through the air. If you catch my drift, <laughs> just with more beaches. Yeah, that's probably the, be- the probably the best way to put it. It's it's a weird combination of wharfies <laughs> and hippies. <laughs> hey, they I think they go well together. It's, a, it's, it's again, I'm all for it. You know, <laughs> but um, that's going to be, I believe, off their. That's going to be the title song of their EP, which is coming out Friday the tenth of September. It's called "Act of God," same as the same as the song, and it's sure to be an interesting listen. Um, thanks, SGC, for sending that one in. Now, I will be interviewing. I don't know what artist I'm interviewing for this week's episode, um, Michael. We're a bit early on the recording, but that's okay. So gonna, here's what we'll do. I'm just I'll record a nice generic. Wow, that artist or artist or female or male was really good and or pretty good. I think that their song and or single and or EP will be a success or moderate success. Very nice. Nice and generic. I can fit that in wherever. Just, just cut, cut around that. We'll be fine. You know, we'll- uh this is the wonders of, you know, the old, you know, the Atlanta Falcons. You know, that's how we're getting, we're getting away with that. Very old Simpsons reference there. Yeah. But really, Sue, we're gonna. I'm going to talk about who I um, have interviewed for this week's episode. Not too far away, but before that, we're going to play another song, um, La Felix, with uh, my kind of love. I kind of loved this one. I, this one was easily my favourite from this playlist. Like absolute funk, absolute bass, slapping the white the way through. Just like when I got sent it, I'm already a fan of the band. Huge as soon as it was in my playlist. I was very happy. So, yeah, check it out. One of the best you're going to hear all week. But, I mean, this is pretty cool because it's just- I, I was pretty much hooked as soon as I heard that opening piano riff. That's the- Because he starts with a Sunday morning, which is like that. You know, I immediately thought of Sunday morning by Maroon 5. Yeah, that's what I was thinking this, too. Uh, there's this other hook in here there that's like an old- um, it's like an old Justin Timberlake hook. Mm. Um, and it just, it's that amazing combination of like that songs about Jane springing sexy back with like funky bass, funky guitars. Like, again, there's a reason that it, it's on my playlist with me with a big old nine out of 10 right next to it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's been in my playlist already. So hearing it come up in this suggestion was like, Oh, I know this song very well because I've been thrashing it all week. <laughs> and what a steal. Auckland, you've done well on this bloke. I mean, he's got himself- Well, they've got themselves oh, such a good slew of influences. Apparently, he uh, was uh, just- He used to just dig through his old mother's vinyl collection, everything from jazz, blues, classical, romantic, baroque. So, I mean, you can tell there's just a nice slew of influences on there, and they've done pretty well. They've got a bunch- Yeah, it, it, it really is like, what if Stevie Wonder had been writing stuff in the early 2000s? Like, that's the kind of 
vibe. Like it's very it, Justin Timberlake with Stevie Wonder's backing band is the probably the best possible summary I could give you of a song like this. Mm. It's cool. I like it. I like it. Good stuff, La Felix. Um, I guess we may as well play it, eh, Michael? Might as well look. Any chance to listen to it again? I'm always I'm all in on it. Um, you know what? I'm I'm happy to oblige. It's uh, my kind of love by La Felix right here on Bar Talk. Delicious. Sunday morning, we're out before the sunrise By the water losing sleep We're painting pictures with colours I see before I, I heard you laughing next to me You caught my attention Babe, I know it was your intention I kinda saw you look in my direction See what was on your mind and, and I was thinking, oh damn, that You got me down on my knees, y'all And you were looking my way Didn't know what to say Till I saw you coming over You caught my attention Babe, I know it was your intention I kinda love Saw you looking my direction Oh, and baby, did I mention When you're down, I'll make you feel alright I won't let you fall out of sight you caught my attention Babe, I know it was your Folks, how did you enjoy that? It's me here for a very short interlude to say that was La Felix with my kind love. I'm just here because uh, i got to let you know who I'm about to interview. Dan Baker, oh, far north Queensland cowboy slash songster 
extraordinaire. We're going to hear one of his previous singles, Freeze-Dried Coffee, off his brilliant, brilliant new EP called From Corners Quiet. You're going to love the sound of this guy's voice. We played him a little. We played one of his previous singles a little while back, and I'm keen for you to hear the interview we did the other day. I'm so excited. So Daniel interviewing Dan. Dan getting interviewed, but Daniel, oh my God, it's like when you walk into a room full of Richards and you say, hey, what a bunch of dicks. Yeah, here it is, Freeze-Dried Coffee by Dan Baker, and then the interview with Dan Baker by me, Dan M. Pern. Oh, right here on Bar Talk. Well, I guess I'm getting kind of tired now. Would you hold it back? And is it really all that easy for you? I'd fuck it all just for looking at me I haven't raised my voice in years And I'll be damned if I'll put on a show And I do this so often That I think I must like it I think I must like it I do it so often Is a weapon drawn forever at me We're just close enough To see Cause we couldn't have your missing Anything now Could we be? No, I won't be happy until it's burned to the ground You've gathered all our friends around To pick at the carcass that I'm so immaculate and And I do this so often That I think I must like it I think I must like it I do it so often Don't say my name Don't say my name Cause you know I'll still come
headed home to my innocence To give your mind to think Okay, oh, folks, how nice was that? That was um, that was a bit of sweetness, a bit of bit of you know, uh, hefty bitterness, and that extra cream you get, folks. What would you describe that that song like? I reckon I would describe it like coffee. I don't know about you guys, but I, I think I'm right because I'm the one presenting here, so nobody else's opinion matters. And uh, that's called segueing for the sake of it, because that song was called Freeze Dried Coffee by the absolutely phenomenal Dan Baker. And uh, we're, we're here to bake you a, a cool little interview today because I'm so keen, because Dan Baker's calling all the way from somewhere up in the great wide north. We have no idea where. He doesn't know where. I don't care because it doesn't matter because we're, we're here to chat about Dan Baker. Dan Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bar Talk. Welcome to the show. How are you going? G'day there, Daniel. How are you, mate? I'm very well. You sound pretty fresh. I am. I'm feeling very fresh, actually. It's um, it was a big, uh, a big push to get everything out and released and doing all those sorts of things. But but once it's done, it's done. I don't have to worry about it now. It's- so it's it's all quite nice. <laughs> it's, it's out uh, in the public. The public is the uh the beast that's carrying that burden from now on. Exactly, and uh, people have been very nice so far, so I, I always appreciate that. I appreciate the feedback, and, and obviously you guys for having me on. That's amazing. I, I do appreciate that. You guys have been very big supporters of Bar Talk, of, of what I've done so far, so thank you. You are very attentive. You got it to me before I could mention it. We did play your, um, one of your previous singles, Take This Rose, a little while back, and that was a lovely, a lovely track to have as a lead single, but you finally got the EP out. Yes, it's um, it's been a little while coming, and yeah, I wanted to I wanted to lead with take this rose. I sort of 
become known, uh, well, a little bit locally for um, for some quite long, sort of sad songs. So I wanted mm. to I wanted to give people something a bit snappier for um, for the lead single of this next EP. So I thought "Take This Rose" would would be the ticket. And you guys, yeah, you guys said some really nice things about it. I was tuning in when you played it, and um, I did I did appreciate that. I honestly can't remember what I said about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, you can go back and, and listen to uh, for the for the record, guys, episode forty seven. With another phenomenal roots and blues roots folk artist Jack Billman, one of mine, might I? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did play it. I remember at the end of episode forty-seven. For those of you for the record, it's all in the it's all in the show notes. That's why I always it's refer to the show notes now. <laughs> I write up the show notes so I don't have to remember them. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad that you have, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, I don't. I don't have to do as many as you, so it's okay. I can I can remember the, the little ones I'm on. It's probably a bit of narcissism there, but that's okay. Well, it's good to be proud of what you've achieved. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yes. I, I'm quite proud of this EP, uh, I must say. It's come out quite nicely. I think I often struggle to be settled in, in what I've done and, and how it's come together. Sort of, It's always incredibly difficult, I think, to get what's on your in your head down mm. onto onto the record. So, um, And I, I don't know if I'll ever fully achieve that, but uh, I'm quite happy with what has come out of this one. So, yeah, it's been, it's been nice. I was going to say, you've... I saw a couple of years ago you released an album, uh, which I'm trying to pronounce properly, Counting Places in Tortoise Races, which I have uh, to appreciate your naming conventions. Very yes, nice. Yeah. yeah, I named that one before it was finished, that record, but um, <laughs> I think I think it sort of managed to stick close enough to the theme throughout it. So, uh, yeah, that was um, that's that's long, slow songs, I think, the Counting Places in Tortoise mm. Races. There was, a lot of, there was a lot of that on there. So, you reckon you, you got a bit of a reputation from that previous record? That you were I think, mentioning before, I think so. Yes, but it's not—it's not a reputation I've, I've necessarily <laughs> got a problem with. But you like to show <laughs> that you have—you have a bit of diversity. Look, here's the thing with reputations—they're never in your own control. But no. it's good when you don't mind what your reputation is. It could be a lot worse. Absolutely, I it, yeah. You could be known for eating tortoises. Exactly. Yeah, but I you're not. Shoot. I would. I would never do. And I. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't appreciate that, Daniel. I would never eat a tortoise, and I would, I'd rather you didn't spread that. <laughs> For the record, folks, he's, he's just putting that down there just just to be <laughs> tortoise, clear, guys. Tortoise free. Yeah. Tortoise free. But I mean, account tortoise races. Okay, you haven't been in any. You haven't participated in any illegal uh, animal fighting <laughs> that we or animal competition based activities that we should or shouldn't know about dan <laughs> no 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 absolutely not i uh, i deny any allegations uh made to that effect <laughs> so no no unscrupulous connections to the greyhound racing industry then no that's right it. that's right yeah <laughs> but coming out of that record you know it's a, a bit of an interesting perspective to have someone that's already put out the record and then they're like right i just want to do an ep mm. what was the decision behind that? Yeah, I think, uh, look, I, I really romanticise a full-length album quite a lot and it just doesn't seem to be the way the industry is set up in in our current time. Um, yeah. A, a record and I guess the amount of um, the amount of sort of shows and, and feedback and um, I suppose publicity is is quite limited on the back of a, mm-hmm. a full-length album, really. It's kind of whatever you do release, however much of it there is, um, it's kind of similar what you get. So putting everything into a full-length album is you, you're shooting yourself in the foot a little bit, it seems. Um, we, we kind of live in, a, in an age of singles, which is not really how I 
have always enjoyed listening to music. I really like listening to things in the context of a, a whole album. So yeah. that's why I was really, I was really hell bent on making sure that was what I did first up. But uh, I suppose um, at the phase of the career that I'm in as well, it, it is difficult to produce and release a full length album um, and trying to balance that with just time restraints and money restraints and all those sorts of things. So I thought, well, I, I didn't want to go and just do singles. I did want to do at least an EP, so there's some context there. So I think that might be where I'm at now for a little while is to try and do around about that five-track EP. Not not that, you know, there might be something else that comes up, but I think that might be where I'm at a little while for a little while. I think I will try and get back to an album at some point, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just at this point, it's a lot easier to to make them a little bit shorter those releases, but still provide enough story and enough context there that it's not just a, a sort of throwing a song out into the wind either. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair enough. So you got like the best of both worlds essentially. Yeah, I, and I do I do like it. I think you know you can sort of suck yourself into a studio for a week and and sort of get the EP pretty much where you want it and then you know yep. do your final touches and stuff after that it's a it's a manageable size project i think fair enough that's uh you've mm. got to keep things in nice bite-sized pieces so to speak so keep yourself yeah, absolutely focused on what's going on <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> all right so look with this now do you think that you've gained a bit of insight as to what makes i guess a good song for record for recording so to speak now do you think you're like you're no. more confident in that? <laughs> no, not not really. I don't think uh, I, I'm all about a live show. I really appreciate, mm. and I, I think I think you can hear it in the record as well. Is that I really I like to try and connect as much as possible. I have like a yep. I don't know like a a terrible greed to no matter how close I am to a person, and not just necessarily people. I don't think either it can be anything, but however close I am, I always want to be closer still. Like I want to be as connected as possible to anything. So that certainly benefits my live performances. I think mm-hmm. um, trying to create that sort of atmosphere and it's very hard to translate that of course, to a record. Um, okay. And there are little, little tricks that you can do. And I try and personalize songs as much as possible. And I certainly try and mm-hmm. um, have, have messages that are going to, to relate to people and, even if it's not the entire song, but parts here and there that someone might be able to grab onto. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In, in terms of translating that to a record, I know people do it certainly, um, but it's a it's a challenge. It's a mm. it's a fantastic skill, and I, I definitely am still working on that. I think I've taken some steps forward, but still, um, yeah, have, have a long way to go. When you say in that live setting, though, you try and really bring that intimacy. What sort mm. of yeah, what kind of preparation do you have to do and what kind of setup do you have to have to really – or even what kind of tricks and tools of the trade do you have to have to really nail that feeling when you're going to maybe a room of people you don't know or a setting yeah. that maybe you're unfamiliar with and just get that right? Yeah, that's a it's a really good question. Um, I, I remember I had a moment um, I sort of – a couple of years ago, it was before lockdown um, – mm. And I spent some time in Brisbane and I just wanted to play as much as possible. And so I would go and I would do a lot of busking and I would play open night nights and I'd play other shows as well. But I would just be make make sure I was playing at least once a day for I think about three months while I was able to spend the time down there. Mm -hmm. And um, I just had this moment where like at an open night night, you often have regulars and it's it's its own sort of little living organism this this open might night you often have you know the, the community that, that goes yeah. along to that and they really have their own feeling that 
that they have. And if it wasn't something that I felt was suitable to my type of music, it was very difficult. But I, I remember just having this moment where I sort of thought, well, I can probably in my couple of songs up there, I can try and change that. I can try and be the one who decides what the atmosphere and what the feeling is going to be just for that little period of time. And um, I think at that time when I was playing solo quite a lot, I did that dynamically. Like I would um, intentionally bring everything quite soft when I wanted it to be. And then yeah, fortunately, I'm fortunate enough to be able to belt out some, some notes too when I need to. So I, I think dynamically, but lyrically, if you can find something that, and I often think when I'm writing, what can I say here that's just going to grab somebody? Um, and so I, I try and do that as well. A lot of it comes in the mm, in the mm. build up to that. But and I just think I think honesty. If you're, I don't think if people just give you a second of their attention, uh, yep. um, and you and you say something in that in that second that is as honest as possible and is going to connect with them in some way, mm, then I mm. think they will. I think they will grab onto that and they will give you a bit more attention, hopefully, and, and hopefully you don't then do something that, that loses it, which I've certainly done as well, but um, I think I, I get better at that. But I play more with the band these days, um, yeah. and I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by some amazing musicians, and um, the, the record does represent that quite well. Um, Is it your band playing on the record? It's not, unfortunately. Um, oh, given that such we a letdown. <laughs> I know, I know, but but it's very much inspired by the band arrangements that we've come up with for that. I was lucky enough, actually. Um, well, the problem that we face is our studio in Townsville, uh, where I'm from, uh, closed down a couple of years ago. Right. And the the guy who who ran that, Sam Wright, is a very good friend of mine. Hmm. Um, there's one in Cairns now that Mark Myers from the Middle East runs. Yeah. Um, so I, I haven't actually been to him yet, but I hope to at some point. So we ended up going to Alloc Studios in Brisbane. Uh, which was a fantastic experience. And Sam, uh, he he went along with me and he's a fantastic producer. He's a wonderful mm. songwriter as well. And he um, together he and I put it together with the help of some session musicians that were yeah sort of trying to replace members of the band just for that recording because the problem was obviously trying to travel with the whole band. It's not, not quite as cost-effective and unfortunately yeah. just- you know, To say the least. <laughs> yeah, to say <laughs> the least, exactly. <laughs> yes. So, um, but but yeah, I think I think it is representative of the band, but um, obviously when I'm trying to put those parts together, if I'm not a violinist, it, I, I can't do mm. as good a job as, as the band itself can. So, um, yeah, it's- it's a it's a nice it's a really we're in a nice place at the moment with our live shows. Are you? Well, I was going to say, speaking of the live shows, that segues nicely to what I was going to mm-hmm. ask now, which was, would you ever think about maybe doing a live EP or a live record with the band at some show you've played? Yeah, I would love to do that. Um, I think we we have something called uh, neighbourhood sessions up in Townsville. So the yeah. Townsville music industry was struggling for a little while, um, but at the moment it's it's very strong um, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. We're, we're lucky. We're in a, obviously in a position where current lockdowns and things will let us more often than other places. Um, but yeah, neighbourhood sessions are, are run by some friends of mine. Um, and initially, we there weren't many venues around the place that would have us. You know, live original music. Um, there was a lot of covers and things like that. So these guys. I was going to ask: little- Was Townsville always like the pub? Rock yeah, town? there's a there is a lot of that, mm. um, it, and that's probably the the idea that a lot of people have of the place, but it's the original music um, in Townsville at the moment. I'm blown away by every time I go, Mm -hmm. like if I go down to big sound in in Brisbane or if I, you know, if I head to Melbourne or something like that, I always, I just feel grateful that 
you know, we have comparable quality of music, uh, obviously not as many, but um, the quality that we do have in Townsville is, is just as good. And it's, it's amazing that, that, that it is that way. But um, yeah, so neighborhood sessions, we, we decided, well, all the guys decided that we were going to not worry too much about venues. Um, so it was a lot of backyard sort of guerrilla original music is how I thought of it. Um, and now that's evolved bigger and bigger and it's a festival now. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a whole lot of things going on there. So it's, um, it's very good. So that was, you reckon, a big catalyst in helping turn around original music in Townsville? Uh, very much so, yeah. And um, and sorry, my point was that I think some of those neighbourhood sessions that we do, um, the the crowds are so beautiful and attentive. Uh, and I think that, that that would be a really good place to put on a, an original EP. And, and I think it's a great idea. I'd really like to have a look at going down that road. Nice. Yeah, no, it, it, certainly, mm. sounds like, it certainly sounds like you've got a great little um, tight community up there. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, very fortunate. We've got some amazing bands. Now, what was it like then going down to Brisbane to record? Uh, I mean, you sort of were briefly touching on it before, but with it, like how how easy was it or how hard, you know, alternatively was it to then be in this place that's a bit far from home without your band, mm. all alone, on the street? I don't know. Got a, <laughs> yeah. Did you get a home? Did you- did you do the fall under the bridge kind of thing, or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't know. Not, not this time around. I've, okay. I've okay. been there and, and done that a little bit. Um, it, oh, he funny. has. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't I, scrap um, what I was going to ask because I don't. I didn't know what I was going to ask. <laughs> I want to hear about your. I want to hear about your homeless period. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but not, like, not, in all seriousness, were you doing some way. sort of like? Um, uh, we were joking before about grey nomads, but were you a, a muso van nomad for a while? Doing no, I didn't even I didn't even have a van um, to be honest. But I was just lucky. I had friends and family with um, with couches and, and open right. arms, so I was I was lucky enough for that. But yeah, I think that period of time I spent in Brisbane um, for a couple of months was probably part of that. Yeah, um, yeah. So and just trying to play as much as possible and, and trying to work out mm. what I wanted from music, I think, and um, probably what it wanted from me uh, a little bit as well. And yeah. So I and it's funny a lot a large part of that is to try and just make yourself uncomfortable as yep. well. So like I could you know you can stay in in Townsville and you can play these comfortable shows with a crowd who knows mm-hmm. what to expect and who will probably turn up and um but yeah I don't know there's part of you that wants to just know what else is possible and so you go and you make yourself uncomfortable and and you just try and learn learn it all again and and i think that's a really good experience i think it's an important experience but this time around it wasn't so lonely for the recording the ep i, I did have sam with me um to, yep. to co-produce that and he's a incredible musician he played a whole heap of things on the album and mm. i was I, I went in probably for the first time without all of the songs necessarily being totally complete like there were just a couple of options and things like that that i was happy to to go along with and be a bit more flexible with which is nice and and have them have them produced and and i think trying to translate while while there is definitely like some translation from the live shows to the ep trying to go in there with the mindset that it has to be exactly the same is never Mm -hmm. going to work i think Mm -hmm. you have to see them as being two separate things um particularly for me um otherwise i would just never I would never sort of be able to abandon it and, and let it go, but um, but here you yeah, are. It happens. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all done and it's all finished. So was it all a disaster? No, not at all. <laughs> no, you know, it was a it was a nice experience in the end. So it was it was a really nice experience actually. It's a great studio, Alloc Studios in Brisbane. So it sounds like you and Sam have 
oh, go back. You like guys are as sick as thieves by the sound of it. Yeah, we are. Um, so Sam um, is a is a big figure in North Queensland mm-hmm. music. He hasn't released anything in a long time, which is a shame. But he, uh, yeah, he's done a lot of work up there, and he's tried very hard to make that community um, or make live music in that community um, be as prominent yep. as it is now. So. I highly recommend anybody to go on to Spotify or wherever you listen to your music and um, look up Sam Wright, um, particularly mm-hmm. Horses. is a fantastic song. He's an amazing songwriter, so I do recommend you do that. And, um, yeah, I think we, for this record as well, Sam and I have a, a close, or we, we sort of bond over our love of Americana music, and I figured with him there mm-hmm. and with the type of songs that, that I had there, we just tried to let that be a, a large part of what we were doing, even though I get, when it, things become too country, I'm, I'm not too keen on that. But there were certainly <laughs> parts of there were certainly. He parts wheeled of out where, the lap steel, and he's like, "Oh, not today, sir, not today." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. When it gets very <laughs> cheesy, I, I don't mind that. You know, if ah, uh, yeah, it's I don't I haven't worked out how exactly to describe it, but there's a certain level of honky tonk where if you go up to the line, it's no good. But if you step over the line intentionally, then you're onto something, I reckon. So if you if you're intentionally trying to make it cheesy, which we did in a few parts, then. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm, I think I think that's a winner. Hey, there is nothing wrong with a bit of honky tonk. Exactly. That, that, yeah. There's that there's that chorusy sort of sound. It's just I don't know. Yeah, if you got that good, if you get the piano line right, it bloody works. Exactly. I know. I was trying to reference The Simpsons when we were trying to put keys tracks down. So it was piano. <laughs> we didn't want any piano. We were after piano. So okay. I think we I think we got a little bit on there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is the first time I've um had I've had an I've done a um an interview where somebody has directly said that The Simpsons was a actual influence. Yeah, so no, that's, that's a first. Right. Probably a large influence for the for the album, my music career generally. I would say. <laughs> Which um, <laughs> now I'm I was never into The Simpsons myself, but I know enough because oh, I I know look people around me or watch it enough that they get they reference it enough that I've just been like a like a sponge. Yes, that's um. I don't know how do I explain it. I'm like a sponge that's that's been sitting next to the sink that's just soaked up enough of the the water that spilled over the side that I've absorbed a little <laughs> bit of knowledge. Yes, you can't you can't not. I think it's a large. There are a large pillar of our society. The Simpsons, you know, where, you know it's uh, <laughs> very important. And, and is it just me, or is a, are Australians more obsessed with the Simpsons than other parts of the world? Like, I'm not sure. I feel like it's permeated our culture a bit more than a lot of other parts because you get Americans. Uh, Americans are like, oh, the Simpsons were a thing back in the nineties, like f- Friends, yeah. and uh, and I, and I was thinking that that lolly that used to push up through not Pez dispensers. I suppose oh, they were pretty nineties yeah. too, but they they're were, like the yeah. lollipop on a stick, and you'd wind it up, and it'd be like a little flute. Yeah, I know the ones you mean. They probably have like some inappropriate name that we shouldn't say anymore or something. I don't know. <laughs> Well, you know what they used to call. Um, I can't even think of the real name now. But you know, they used to like the one like uh, fads. That's right. They used to be called. Yeah. Like, oh, they used to be called fags in my day. We used to pretend that we were smoking them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, yeah. well, the uh, uh, are another kind of uh, Australian icon lolly that which I never liked. I thought they, you know, that they were supposed to be chocolate, and they got a very offensive term. Supposed- oh yes, yeah. Or a certain cheese that, in the wrong kind yeah, of context, sounds bad. I know, yeah, yeah. It's uh, we've 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 come up with interesting names for things at different times, and I just feel like you know, surely somebody in marketing and PR. I guess it wasn't as big a deal back then. Just like I don't know, well, let's just call it something racist, you know? <laughs> it's weird. But but what was I going to say? It was something about influences from The Simpsons. Oh yeah, that's right. This is a really long winded. 
no, no, it's good. Uh, roundabout way of saying, um, which was going to be my question: yeah. Which character from The Simpsons do you identify as the most? Oh, right, uh, most is like definitely the barkeep. Well, who? The barkeep, Mo, Mo Sislak. Um, so he's he's definitely my man. Okay, yeah, I'm going to pretend uh, like I know again. Uh, I've yeah, talked yeah. a bit, but not not a lot. So for those all yeah. of you Simpsons fans out there, you're going to be like, yeah. oh, yeah, I know, I get it. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, sure, Dan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if uh, I feel if you could try and um, w- when listening to the EP, those people mm. who are aware of the reference, if you could sort of pitch yourself, picture yourself at Mo's and, and this coming on the jukebox, I think this, that's kind of the whole vibe of the album that we're going for. You couldn't mem yourself in it. There isn't a scene where they turn on the jukebox because I remember there was a scene um, and then like something plays because there's a scene um, that's been quite parodied quite a bit where. Uh, the in Jimmy Neutron, the dad dresses up all like in a you know like a greaser, like a fifties greaser, and then he flicks it. Yeah, uh, he like, flicks. Oh, um, there's this working. I just oiled it yesterday, and he flicks the coin in, and then like then it, like in the in the song, like a song comes on, and he starts playing the guitar. Yeah. Um, but I did one for my friend who does glam rock, and he with his song playing over the top, and he's like, "You better share this because I think I did pretty well <laughs> on it," and he did. But there isn't like a moment in in the Simpsons where that happens that you could play around with. Oh, definitely, yeah. The the one in particular I was thinking of was like a it was like a cowboy's. I think it was like a horror episode, and there right. was a a cowboy zombie. I think mm. uh, it was like you know calamity Jane, not calamity Jane. It was a fella, but anyway, and he um he was like making them dance by shooting bullets at their feet and stuff, and then <laughs> the like they started playing Bach or something on the piano, and he said like. I said piano, not piano, and that's that was the reference for the inserts for the for the piano for the keys tracks throughout the EP. So yeah. you know what you got to do now. We're gonna have to like a film clip or something in a bar with a you, cowboy zombie. Is you're that gonna have suggesting? to you have to mem it. You're gonna have to put your song yeah. in there in the in the yeah. clip and then just roll with the punches. See if anybody see if anybody likes it. It's it's all about yeah. that shit posting game, son. Exactly, I know, and I've got none of it at all. It's not it's not my forte. <laughs> yeah, but my housemate actually runs Townsville Newsflash, which is like the Townsville version of. Um, like the tutor advocate type thing. So oh, nice. perhaps I can get him on the game and he can help me out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, use them. Yeah, because I'm sure he's got a few good, decent photoshopping skills. Oh, yeah. To get the right. pun, I'll, I'll just to get, get those puns in the articles. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I, I really need to lift that, that game up. I'm not sure how on brand it is, but that's okay. <laughs> Actually, that's a good question, um, unintentionally. How important is, is um, you know, your public image or your image that you, you, you show uh, off on your socials? Yeah, look, I, I, not very important. It's never been, it's never been something I've worried about at all, but it is like, you know, you go to like music or you talk to somebody in music and it's always about brand, brand, brand. And so I was like, oh, well, you know what, um, these songs, you know, lend themselves to a bit of cheesy honky tonk and yeah. um, I like my Americana music and stuff like that. So let's, I'm just going to be a cowboy for this EP. So the brand is cowboy and I'm going to dress up as a cowboy and we're going to put the cheesy, well, there's no lunch steel, but you know, the, the peony and things like that in the record and, <laughs> and the fiddle and stuff like that. And that's what it's going to be. So it's a, it's a strong brand, I would say for this particular EP, but yeah. it's not one that I'm particularly serious about. Okay. The other thing is that, um, like I obviously grew up in a small town and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. there was also, it's, it's that brand. So I have that sort of cowboy idea in mind, but it's that in combination with there's also what, what always happened in those small towns is you would go to the community hall and that would be where your celebration for anything 
was. And so this one community hall would be where you celebrated everybody's 21st, everybody's graduation, everybody's wedding, everybody's wake. You know, it would all be at this one community hall. And like the same community hall had just been used by every family in town for everything. Mm, mm. And everyone had always done their best to try and, you know, jazz it up and make it look nice with some streamers and different bits and pieces. But it was always, and it was always nice. You always had your family around and it's a nice nostalgic kind of feeling, but it was also always just a little bit shit. And so like <laughs> that, that vibe of like really trying to bet your best to make something good, but it's still just kind of being a little bit tacky and a little bit sad is also a very important um, feeling that, that this EP carries. It's it's there is something that city people do not understand, and I get I get it coming from the country myself. There is something yeah. about community halls. Oh, I don't oh get definitely. It. Yeah. I don't get it. People, city people just do not realize like community halls, bolos yeah. is the other one, RSLs yeah. or just yeah. the it's always the church hall, some sort of like hall or some sort definitely. of club that inevitably has some form of poke in it. There's like that's the two. Hundred percent, and I, I just think like like I would very happily play exclusively in community halls and yeah. like little like clubs and stuff like that that you mentioned for the rest of my life. That would be ideal. They're great. They're great. I remember um, when I went up to play a show in Goulburn of all places. Mm. It was this their main venue for live music for original music is oh yeah a community hall dedicated. Goulburn would have a great place. hall. Yeah, you probably. I can't remember the the one. You're probably thinking of the same place I am. Um, yeah, they do their whole their whole festival that they have is based on this place. That's like the main center center place. I'm trying to think of it. The I think it's called the Goulburn Club. Right, and it's just it's a great example. And I'm sure you have very similar places up there, but it's such a great example of you know a, a town having this venue that's dedicated to original music specifically, and it being yeah. very much community based. And yeah. I remember we arrived there the one the night before the show. I thought, oh, let's go and check out this place. I want to want to see what it's like. And I ended up having a, a really interesting chat with this like really old proprietor, one of the old like volunteers. And he ended up going with this tangent. He was giving me like the entire history of how a the Goldwood music scene started, and then about how Tamworth became a thing. Like yeah. I had no nobody had ever nobody I didn't know anybody that knew anything about this, but this guy was right on it. I was like, wow, this is yeah. actually really interesting. Like he was Absolutely. a rambler, but he was the best kind. I'm sure after like being hearing this same stuff five, six, seven times in a row, it's probably a bit much. But the first time's yeah. always interesting. The first Absolutely. time when, you, when you're with a rambler, it's always the best. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You get to your third or fourth time with the Rambler, and you think, okay, now, now I know. But um, no, I totally agree. And I think I, I just have a. There's little bits of gold if you're willing to mine it. I reckon in small towns like that, mm. where you can just mm. they'll just be it's just stories in those community. I mean, talking about the connection and stuff that we talked about earlier, and trying to to become as close as you can to people or place or whatever it happens to be. What better place than something called like the community hall? You know. Yeah. Um, and I just love that idea. It's 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 a bit old timey, and it's a bit um, which which is great too. Uh, you know, I just think it's it's fantastic. And yeah, I don't know, just the idea of everybody, you know, getting their Sunday best on and getting out and watching the you know the local music scene do its thing on a on a Sunday afternoon or something like that. It's just a just a beautiful little idea, I think. And mm. I don't know, it just suits me. That's fair. That's that's totally fair. You've um mm. you you mentioned to me before about. This is before we were actually properly interviewing each other, um, yeah. or each other. Sorry, interviewing you, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you go oh, about like, oh, hopefully I should be playing this year. So is that going to be a thing? You're going to be hopefully doing a few more live shows for this second half yeah. of the year. Yeah, I would love to. We've done some really nice ones so far. Um, mm-hmm. 
so with with the band and actually a, a little solo one as well. But they've gone down really, really nicely. We haven't actually officially launched the EP yet with a live show, so I'm trying to organise that. Um, a few things have fallen down at the moment with outbreaks in Brisbane and, and yeah. whatnot, but. Um, we're trying to make that work, but I do have uh, Neck of the Woods Music Festival in Townsville. That's being headlined nice. by Ballpark Music um, and Kim Churchill uh, is playing that. And yeah, some, some pretty um, well amazing names. I'm very keen to be playing that one. And then a lot of local acts as well. So when I'm is that? To that? That's on the 25th of September. Okay. So we've got a good good month and a bit away. Uh, get your, yeah. th- Are there tickets for this one or have you got a promotion? Is it one of those ones where they're just like, come as you are? No, no. Tickets are available, so Neck of the Woods Music Festival, it's called, and yeah, one of the few places at the moment where you can actually come and watch some live music, unfortunately, uh, up up where we are, but, you know, if people are willing to or able to make the trip, it'll be beautiful, and Neck of the Woods has been going for four or five years now and it's it's, it's an incredible festival it really is a, a really nice one so you know if you're in the area then definitely come and have a look nice neck of the woods 25th of That's september it. guys go and get your tickets um where, where are the tickets do you have any idea <laughs> um oh, there's facebook there's yeah, good, good question there's neck of the woods facebook page if you google google it they've got their website there um you'll be able to find it i'm sure good just uh, just, just, Goog- just search it guys yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't know. Um, we'll go make these Eventbrite. people do some work. Yeah, they always sell through through Eventbrite, so I'm sure that will be the case again. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. That, that's definitely something to look forward to. I'd say. Sounds like yes. sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, and did you say yes? You'll be playing with the band for that one. Yep. So that'll be the band and I, um, full Beautiful. band. So we got. I think we'll have six or seven um, members for that one. It's uh, it's a bit of a sort of a. Mm. transient-ish band we have people coming in and out and um but it's it's really nice it, it's kind of the way it is i think often in smaller towns yeah um people just you know we share band members and mm-hmm. yeah it's nice though it's good brilliant brilliant now we are going to be very shortly playing one of the uh, tracks off the record not one of mm-hmm. the singles but we're going to get no. to that really soon um what else have you got well i was going to say is there anything else you've got on for the rest of the year that's worth giving a shout out or you're just going to be cruising along yeah i think i'm going to be going back into writing mode um as soon as possible now i find it very yeah. hard to concentrate uh or to, to sort of muster enough concentration while i have the release the, the release stuff happening it takes quite a lot of energy and time and all that sort of thing so i think i'll be getting back into writing mode and if i can manage to organize a tour then i certainly will be pushing for that um and I've only played in Melbourne once, so I really hope to get back and do that again. It would be really good. Is there but, anywhere uh, in Australia that you haven't played that you've heard is really good and you want to get down there? I actually have a song on my last uh, album, not not this one that's out mm-hmm. now, but um, called Ode to the Espy at um, the Esplanade Hotel in St Kilda. And uh, if you can put in a word for me or something there to get me a show there. it's uh, <laughs> I wrote them a song to to play the 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 venue and they they got back to me and said oh nice song and i was like no i want to play like let me come and play with you guys they just tell me nice i was shattered but anyway i played um oh i can't remember the name of the venue now no it wasn't too far away but yeah Mm. it it wasn't it wasn't quite the sb the sb is great yeah it's um it's good and it was a bit it's great i was never in town when they were originally open and i heard so many stories so it was good to have them reopen again yes absolutely it was very exciting when they yeah when they did so yeah I've been I've been down there a few times um so it's good not a bad little place but um yeah 
yeah, I'll, I'll, I won't say won't say too much because uh, there might be some SB fans listening. But no, 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 I know what you mean. I, I had when I when I played that song uh, in Melbourne, one of the people came up to me and they said, "Oh, you should really change it to Northcott Social because um, it's really cool and stuff like that." And I was like, "Yeah, it's not about being the coolest. It's it's <laughs> it's the SB. I got to go and play there, you know." So I feel like it will be it will it will suit. Well, hopefully we can see you down there at some point. Yes, that'd be great. You have to, you have to go. You have to make a very strongly, strongly worded letter in the form of a song. It's like I want, like, and call it. I want to play at the SP. Just yeah. obviously, they obviously they didn't get the message last time. You have to no, pull no punches this time. Direct. Yeah, please let me play. <laughs> I'm not above begging. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we we're gonna the song we're about to play isn't got anything to do with the SP. It's no. called um, it's called Sabali, which is the mm. ending, which is the the closing track. Of the record, yes, and yeah. uh, one of your personal favourites, or one of your personal picks, so to speak. It's a bit, a bit yeah. hard to choose favourites for a five-song EP, isn't it? They're all it your favourites. Yeah, they are. They're all your, your babies. But this one, um, yeah, this one's uh, very personal. Well, they, they all are, but this one in particular, um, Sabali. Um, yeah, it's it's actually uh, the loss of a, a friend of mine. I, mm. A couple of uh, a couple of years ago, uh, a close mate of mine uh, named Shane unfortunately passed away. Yeah. Um, and each year since then, uh, on his anniversary, which unfortunately is in December, and December in North Queensland is a very hot time of year to be climbing a mountain. But um, we get about probably thirty of his friends and family. Mm-hmm. We we climb up a mountain um, above Tully. Where I'm initially from, and um, we watch the sunrise over the ocean um, in front of Mission Beach, and we do that at well, I think we start at about three thirty in the morning, so we can get up there for sunrise. And it's not an easy climb, I tell you, it's a very um, yeah, it, it takes it out of you. But we still get about thirty people up there um, to to watch that all happen, which is a really really nice, beautiful thing. And um, yeah, we sit around and we share some stories and we listen to some music and. Um, and we watch the sun come up together, and so this is uh, this is a song just about about Shane and about um, the people that that he left behind, and um, and just he was a bit of a seeker and a bit of a teacher. So mm, mm. it's kind of just the lessons that we that we've learned from him. Why the uh, mountain? Was he big into climbing or something like that? He was big into any form of adventure, or um, that's what I was talking to you before about doing things that might make you a little bit uncomfortable, just to mm. for the sake of it, and, and to to learn more and to understand a bit more about yourself or about um, the way things work. So he would do that himself by himself, just get up early in the morning and climb this mountain by himself and watch the sun come up and climb down and go to work. Yeah, um, he's a really interesting guy. It's such a beautiful tribute, though, to him, and it would be amazing, amazing experience, I think, to see the sun come over the water from the top of this. Yeah. What would be, I imagine, a brilliant view. Yes, it is. It's, it's very special, and I, it's just nice because I don't get to go home as much as I'd like to, but this is one of those things where you have to, you make the effort and you go home and you watch it all happen. You watch the sun come up over your little hometown um, with with those people who you grew up with, and yeah, it's yeah. Just, a, just a beautiful experience. Nice, and I think that's a good place to end end it. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks for coming on, Dan. No, my pleasure. Thank you again so much for having me. I've appreciated all your support at Bar Talk. Uh, yeah, it's been brilliant. Yeah, it's a pleasure to yeah finally have to have a chat and um, play Absolutely. talk a bit more about the songs and, and play a few more of them. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, best of luck with the rest of the year and, and with your festival, and hopefully, hopefully we'll see you at the SB sometime. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, thank you for having me, and and good luck to you as well. And um, yeah, hopefully you get out of lockdown again as soon as possible. 
Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, wishful thinking. But, well, fingers crossed yeah. we'll be there soon. Uh, yeah. Why don't you take us out, Dan? Tell us the name of the song and tell us who you are. Yep, so my name is Dan Baker and this is called Sabali. Your daddy taught you everything But you had waged a war in him And now he's still sister cry you inspired a beauty inside her that only dying will and I had supper with your mother she was so thin I didn't want to hold her tight So far adrift from your funeral When my mind saw your brother as you I didn't fight He didn't either You should have seen your soul Running down into the water in your name Watching Becky face the wind that no one else had noticed change. So
in the cage Only Me For now To feed the beast While you're away And you should have Seen your soldiers Running down And To the water in your name Well I just stood there Watching Becky face the wind That no one else had noticed change Yeah I just stood there Watching Becky Turn to the wind that is sure Oh my god, what a way to finish a record. That was Sabali, the final track of Dan Baker's phenomenal new EP from Corners Quiet. Uh, and it's a yeah, great EP. Go and check it out when you get a chance. Thanks, Dan, for being a champ and a yeehaw and a cowboy and a toodaloo. Um, make sure you go and check out his stuff and keep an eye out for what he's up to. Follow his socials. And thank you to Kick Push PR, KPR, Michael and the crew for just being awesome and help setting up that interview for us and, and sending through Dan's music. Uh, without these PRs, I wouldn't have a f- fucking clue what goes on half the time. Uh, right now, though, we are going to... This is, by the way, a uh, second interlude because of the way we recorded this week. Uh, hint, hint, we recorded the interview after the other bits, so that's why I'm here by myself. Anyway, you're about to hear another great track, Kendall Elise's I Want, which me and Michael are going to be chatting a little bit about when we come back. So enjoy that, and yeah, I guess have a bit of fun right here on Bar Talk.
sweet. And that was Kendall Elise with her song, I Want, which was nice little super in the strip back kind of song, bit of, a bit of John Mayer vibes, which I'm a big John Mayer fan, whether it be his absolute shit posting that the man does or whether it be his guitar <laughs> solos. I'm a big John Mayer fan. So as soon as I heard some of those chords, you had me. And uh, yeah, plus it's got a tambourine. I mean, I, I am a firm believer that every single song in the world should have a tambourine somewhere in there. And it had a nice tambourine at the end, super stripped back, and also from New Zealand. So New Zealand's punching a bit above its weight tonight. I'm willing to give give the crown from Perth and give it to New Zealand. I, I know, yes. I don't know how we managed to Kiwi artists almost in a row like that. But yes, I agree. It was bloody good. And you know what? Any song that does me six, six eight time with a uh, ripping power ballad-esque guitar solo at the end is a winner in my books. So yeah, absolutely brilliant stuff, Kendall. Phenomenal. It's called I Want. That was the name of the song. And I want to. I want to hear more of you, Kendall. Good stuff. <laughs> yes, highly recommend. That was a. Uh, that was. That was really good. Again, just lean into the John Mayer. I, look, I know that. I know that he's. He's. You know, he's got his controversies. Hell of a guitar player, though. Just lean into it. Oh. I, I think you're doing that now. Oh, he's no, yeah. He may be. His personality may be controversial, but his guitar playing is not. Definitely not. Not at all. <laughs> just lean in. Now, um. This is the second track this week, courtesy of Nick Knack, who are always awesome, sending us some of the best stuff from across the across the Tasman Sea. Uh, like pretty much every other New Zealand artist we feature, they're doing some kind of tour, and uh, hers starts on Saturday, August the 28th at Auckland. I see she's playing everywhere from Gisborne, a uh, bunch of Kiwi names that I cannot pronounce properly, and finishes <laughs> up in Wellington on the November 5th. So, please be sure to check out her socials because um, her album release tour, that's what it's for, her album release tour is going to be coming, well, her album's going to be coming out soon. I don't know why I was miswording that. Uh, her album, Let the Night In, is coming out soon and this is the phenomenal lineup of gigs that she has to celebrate that release. And I'm, I'm assuming she'll bring the tambourine with her. So, don't worry, guys. There's going to be more tambour on stage. It's fine. We'll get this done. Her press picks definitely make uh, make give me the impression that she is a tambourine girl. Like, Look, I bet- you know, I, just, I, I would just send a catalogue of tambourines out to each radio station and say, I have bought all of these, please airplay. You know, and I think I, you know, I would fall for that. I would hundred percent give them, you know, album of the week for that. I don't know if you if you did actually. Tell you what, if an artist goes out there and just actually makes branded tambourines as merch, you've won best merch of the year at the moment. That title's taken up by Jack Billman and his customized toothbrushes, <laughs> which I will remind our our loving audience when he came and did his uh, album tour earlier in down here at Melbourne. In when we did his Melbourne show and I went along and saw him, I did indeed buy a Jack Billman toothbrush. But Kendall- Was it a good toothbrush? <laughs> but Kendall, if you're willing to send us a customizable or a, uh, you know, a personalized uh, tambourine, you're going to very easily take the top spot. And there's no easily. questions asked. You've you've taken the you've taken the um taken the merch cake, so to speak. Look, Daniel will do a big TikTok dance and do a whole song just using tambourine. I uh, know it sounds crazy. It is crazy, but it'll you know it'll work. It'll just be twenty layers of tambourine. It'll be all out of time because we don't know. You know, we're not professional tambourine players. We're not you. You know, we're not that good. Um, you know, 
if that's what we'll do, we'll do that. It'd be fun. I yeah, and and you know what? I will we I will use I will do it on the AMR TikTok, and the AMR TikTok's been sitting a bit idle over the last few months. I know because none of us have got TikTok downloaded on the phones, so I will risk my personal privacy and my phone being hacked specifically to do a TikTok dance in response to receiving a uh, customized Kendall Elise. Uh, branded merch tambourine. And I will dress up as Jeffrey Tambor because I think that adds one extra layer to this. You know, we were just talking about him earlier. I'm going to add to that and uh, we'll do a Jeffrey Tambor speech over the top of 20 layers of tambourine. And, you know, and we'll go to the- You know what? How far is tambourine from where you live? We can do this. Is there a town called Tambourine? (laughs) There is a town called Tambourine. I'm going to use the old Google. I can't remember where it is. It's it's somewhere in Australia. Tambourine. Right. Okay, because I'm- It's in Queensland. Look, it's in Queensland. I'm willing- It's- Oh, my God. It's not that far from the Gold Coast. We could do this. (laughs) I don't know if we've got any Queensland artists on this week. Oh, I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. We can- if they won't come to us, we will go to them. I it still- is, uh, Look- How far is it from Brisbane? That's uh, right. It, There's a tambourine mountain. That's why it's called tambourine. Yeah. It is only 48 minutes from Brisbane. <laughs> if we get on a flight right now and we go to tambourine, we use her tambourine, we do Jeffrey Tam- We get Derek- You know, I'll call Jeffrey Tambor. We'll get him as well. <laughs> and we will have the Tambor Tambourine and Tambourine Festival. And this is what we're about. It's not far from a place called Advanced Town. Like what? Advanced Town. <laughs> not- what is Advanced Town? About looks like about ten kilometers south of uh, <laughs> of Tambourine. <laughs> I'm not there's kidding. also bo- okay. There's just below Tambourine. I'm looking. You know, first of all, this is why this country is the greatest country in the world because just south of Tambourine are the towns of Boyland and Wogglepong. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> and, oh, and Wogglewallen, Mundulin, ho- Binum. Oh my god! Hang on, is- hang on, hold up. Bitter Dabba. <laughs> Mordsland, southwest of Tambourine Mountain. <laughs> Look, I'm just putting it out there. This show is interesting, but it's not as interesting as we're just going to read Australian town names for about two hours, and it'll <laughs> we'll get you know that'll be far more interesting. This is what we're all about now. And my favorite, my favorite joke about Australian town names is um when somebody took a picture of the Nana Goon sign. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. outside of Melbourne, there is a town called Nana Goon. Uh, yep. Those are the international listeners. Goon is a uh, particularly Australian drink um, where they bottle well, – no, they don't bottle the wine. They put the wine in a literal foil bag and it's it's for the uh, – it's, it's definitely the cl- drink of class, let's say. Anyway, uh, the joke goes – What other drink can you drink and then blow up to use as a pillow later? It is only <laughs> doing that it gives you that ability. Yes. Oh, I don't know why they haven't made – and I think he's passed away now, but the inventor of the goon bag should be on our $20 bill. Okay, I've got it. So, me, you, Kendall Elise, we're the backing band. Jeffrey Tambor, and we just do an entire tour of stupid town names. We just do like Ulladulla and Boys Land and Tambourine and whatever nonsense town we can find that has the worst names. Because, look, we're not going to get anyone to the show, so they're small towns. <laughs> but the tour poster, the tour poster will be amazing. It will be amazing. I- I'm not going to lie. I'm already keen. I'm already keen. Done. That's it. I'll, I'll get Jeffrey Tambor on the phone. We'll get to him. But we got a lot of other good music coming on. It's it's almost as good as Jeffrey Tambor playing a tambourine. But <laughs> we got some. We got actually a couple of my uh, my old Perth friends up next, which is good to see. 
We do, yeah. Uh, but but the joke goes, you haven't let me finish the joke yet. The joke goes, <laughs> are you bringing vodka to the party tonight? And then the other friend will go, nah, nah, goon. Uh, and instead of instead of them okay. typing out Nana nah, Goon, they'll put the picture of the Nana nah, Goon road sign because you know puns. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we deserve to lose the Cold War. It's we do- fine. <laughs> Look, with the kind of humour that we have, we deserve town names such as this. Yep. Again, yeah. uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to go there. I'm, I'm. It's only 45 minutes from Brisbane. I'm not actually joking. I will go there because this is <laughs> hilariously close to Brisbane. But anyway. So, next up, we got our good friends Shangri-La, who are Perth punk rockers. And I've, you know, obviously, I used to play in that kind of scene. I know these boys. they good party hard kind of guys. Um, They've played all the good venues in Perth. They've played Amps a bunch of times as well. Mm. Like, just good dudes playing good music that hits absolutely slaps hard. And they are just killing it. They're getting all the good tour slots here at the moment because they are just- those eternally nice guys. They are the kind of guys that if you are supporting them, they'll be like sharing riders around and just being good dudes. So, like, I can't speak more highly of the Shangri-La boys. Yeah. So, this uh, song is called Waiting by Shangri-La, and it's going to be off their upcoming EP, uh, which is called Analog Youth. going to be out August 27, so not too far away. Um, I can't see them any info about any upcoming shows. So either they're I know bloody they just, lazy. They just got this song played. Waiting was just played on the footy over here. Um, right. They managed to get it as a footy song, which is like huge for a Perth pop punk band. Um, That's cool. So like major props to those guys. Like it's been, they've been slogging at it for a long time now and they've been- you know, consistently good. And that's it's, just, it's it's nice to see, like, someone from the Perth pop punk scene, you know, killing it. And that's, you know, them on the footy, that's a, you know, it's them and Meatloaf. They're just killing it. Oh, that's that's awesome. Like, I was going to say, yeah, look, if if you don't get compared to Meatloaf at the footy, you're not <laughs> really trying very hard. I was going to say, you, you don't, sorry, you don't have to try hard to not be compared to Meatloaf. If you're not trying hard and you get compared to Meatloaf, Try harder. <laughs> Go, yeah, that's, uh, again, let's not make their press release just them and Meatloaf. Like, they've been called by various media outlets Meatloaf. No, meatloaf. they are far better than that. They are just as tasty. Their jams are just as tasty, but they are not Meatloaf. They are hard-hitting pop punk, good old Perth hardcore scene. This is- these guys like came up in the days of like this Perth venue called like HQ, right. which is just a concrete bunker box, yeah, um, with the worst sound of all time and some of the like it just or sounded awful wherever it was, but like it would honestly be packed all it would be packed, the shows be mad, the kids would be like fourteen, <laughs> um, you know, it was like it was an insane little venue, and these that like this is that. Same energy of those sweaty rooms in HQ on a record. And that's what I love to see from the Strangler boys. I'm surprised they had bad sound because usually concrete box venues end up having really good acoustics. Have you ever heard like someone chuck an omnidirectional microphone into a tumble dryer? Because it sounds like that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Maybe, um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe brutalist architecture isn't (laughs) quite the way to go when you're designing your, your ideal music venue. Obviously, like you look at all the great concert halls of Europe, they're all, you know, just bunkers usually stored for scoring skip bins. You know, that's the best architecture for art, for music, as everyone knows. The theatre that I grew up doing drama in was mm. an old World War II hangar from the local airfield. 
They converted it into a theatre in the 50s or the 60s. And it honestly was all wood, um, termite-ridden, possum shit everywhere, fucking smelt of possum and fox piss out in the green room. Like, you would have to de- Hum, you know, D hazard. You have to wear a hazmat suit just to get in there. But in there, but honestly, best acoustics ever. You didn't have to use I, microphones. I, then again, you're just describing the SB. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't let any of those St Kilda snobs hear you, or they will. Mm. They will try and find my address for, for their editor of the show. You're just as, for their, you know, for their editor of the show. We'll do a separate one just for St Kilda. You're just describing <laughs> the Reverence Hotel, you know. <laughs> That'll keep them happy. There we go. No more death threats for me. But yeah, no. Honestly, I was going to say that's that's really cool that they are getting love from the sporting crowd. You know, good crossover appeal. Yeah, <laughs> it's because it's high energy. It's good and like energetic stuff. Like again, it's that. These guys came up in that like hectic, sweaty, like box room punk, and that's mm. you know they're they're just killing it. So very proud of them. Happy to see it. That's cool. That's cool. Make sure you go and check out um, Analog Youth when it comes out August twenty seven, and keep an eye out for any shows they do. I'm sure they'll be bunkering down soon <laughs> to play. <laughs> Sounds good. Now after that, um, <clears throat> bit of Lemon Days with Rabbit Hole. Now. Lemon Days, actually, yeah, no, uh, got our got our first and I think only Melbourne artist for this week. Uh, so they sent it in themselves too, which is a good, good segue to say that because if you are an independent artist from Australia, New Zealand, or the Pacific Islands, we haven't forgotten about you, Fiji, don't you worry. Um, send in your tracks to amrairplay at mail.com. Along with all your media and your bios and all your boring descriptions, we, want to, we of course, want to know where you're from so we can bag the shit out of you and where you live. <laughs> but it's cool that uh, I love to always play at least one song a week that has been sent in by the artists themselves. And, uh, yeah, cool stuff, Lemon Days. Um, part of a, you know, you've got your connection to the band. I've got my connection to this band. I'm good friends with um, Georgia Dodds, who I have played a few gigs with before with her solo stuff. But she's a really, really um, talented musician. She's got so many different side projects going. And this is her more uh, upbeat punk or like, yeah. indie punk um, project. And she's the front woman for them, along with a couple of other local guys um, uh, filling out the rest of the lineup. Now, these guys are going to be doing a launch show on the 7th at the Tote, which is a great uh, venue. Although that said, it says here in the press release on the 20th that it was probably going to be postponed. But then again, we're out of lockdown now, so who bloody knows? I, I don't know what's <laughs> going on these days. Um, but I really liked it. It just had some great, great, like just smooth guitar work the whole, the whole way through. Just absolutely, just an absolutely killer track, I thought. Yeah, it was it was the exact like I'm cool and I don't have to prove I'm cool kind of sound to it, which is uh, it's a weird way to describe it. But it is, you know, it was you know the drums are just like consistently upbeat. The whole song just absolutely just has this vibe of like how somehow being stripped back but full at the same time. Yeah, it was a uh, like again. You, this was a really good one for the playlist. Like her vocals on top of that, like out of the park. Like it was a. Uh, Definitely, definitely a good one. Because this is what I started listening to my playlist with today. And that was like- Yeah. Just showed there was going to be some great stuff on the playlist. And again, like they're, they're touring, they're getting out there, they're doing stuff. Like, I think these guys are going to go far considering like 
just how you can manage to get some, like it's really hard to find that balance when you're doing this kind of stuff. Like you don't want to make it too busy, but you don't want to make it too down. And they managed to find that balance right down the middle. And it's perfect. Like again, has gone into my weekly playlist, which is always, you know, it's not much of an honor, but you know, it's just you, you know, it's just lemon days and Jeffrey Tambor. And that's all that gets in there these days. <laughs> Having a lemon cello while playing a tambourine, uh, <laughs> In where's Shangri La again? Is that um, Tibet? I can't remember. Shangri La. Where's Shangri La again? I, I don't think it's a real place, but it's, oh. in, it's in Tibet, isn't it? Oh, we'll say it's in Tibet for the purposes of this joke. You're in Tibet. I'm pretty sure it's it's a hotel chain. Okay. I, again, I, this is I, as the geopolitics guy. I should probably be the one to know this, but I feel like I don't for some reason. Shangri La. Yeah, it does. It's coming up as just the hotel chain. I'm pretty sure Shangri La is like heaven or. You know, it's, it's some religious thing, which is why I'm treading my words super carefully at the moment. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing about Buddhists. It's never about the physical realm. It's all about the spiritual. So, I also song- remember trashing a Shangri-La hotel room many years ago, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing quite, no, nothing quite as spiritual as wrecking the hotel room on tour. Which I so hope- Shangri-La City, da- yeah. It's in, it's in, it's in, uh, in Yunnan. So, it's just sort of near the tip of Myanmar. There you go. I was nearly right. One country over or two countries over. I can't remember how many countries. Everything north of it. I mean, it really depends who you ask if Tibet's (laughs) part of China or not. But, you know, let's- uh, I think I just offended him. You know, the geopolitical podcast host. Just a little bit bit sour right now. Is that a tank? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm- Pretty keen to play these songs, don't you reckon? I'm very keen. Let's keep it running. Tell tell me what they are, my, uh, Michael. I'm I'm feeling forgetful. Yeah, we got a bunch of gr- you got two good songs coming up. First up, we got my buddies Shangri La from Perth, showing you the sweatiest Perth venues and what we can do from them because we're now on the footy. It's they're gone. That's you know they're going to be who's Perth after this. That's what I like to see. And then after that, we got Lemon Days, Rabbit Hole again, another great song. Melbourne, always punching above its weight. Really happy to see. Check it out. Let's listen to these ones. Cool. Be back on Bar Talk soon, folks. Stuck staring at a black wall. I try to get up, but my legs just won't work. Always waiting for the last call. I'm getting fed up with things I can't control. I won't keep this up for too long. I'm tearing up.
Hey, this is Mick from Heavy Reborn, and you're listening to AMR.
So that was Shangri-La's Waiting and Lemon Days with their song Rabbit Hole, Perth pop punk, Melbourne indie rock. It's what I like to see. And now we're going to be talking about a bit of alcohol reviews, which I think you you just bring me on here and tell me, give me what's the most weird thing in your liquor cabinet. And every time I think, you know what, I, it's not can't be weirder than last time. And I ask my lovely fiance and say, hey, I'm going back on that show. What have we got that's weird? And she's handed me this bottle. I've just sent you a photo of it, of Chinese rice wine. And it smells like it smells like an aluminium smelting plant when I drink it. Uh, and it tastes like it too, from memory serves. So, uh, yeah. What do you, what do you got to drink here? And what it's do I truly, looking at the bottle, it's truly going to make you work in the terracotta factory, you know? Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> I think it was just terracotta. I'm almost certain they've just melted other bottles of it to fill this bottle. <laughs> um, there's no English writing on it at all, uh, which is slightly concerning. Uh, and I really hope it is rice wine and I'm not going to die. This isn't turpentine or something. I was going to say, from I think- the smell. I think it, it you know may it's be turpentine. <laughs> you know it's legit when there's yeah. no English text on it. You know it's there legit. Is, you know, I look. I know it's. Oh my god! Sixty-two percent. My god! What is this? <laughs> look, if but, any of our list, if any of your listeners need the barnacles stripped off their boat, I have the product for you. See, I remember. I don't know. I yeah. I feel like I was worried after last time with your with your Siberian vodka that you wouldn't be yes. able to top it, but I think you may have. Just the- you know, you always everyone thinks that, and then I always have weirder things in my house. My entire office is just you know, if you watch Always Sunny and Philly, my entire office is that kind of crazy person, newspaper clippings everywhere and whatnot. Um, and my entire liquor cabinet's exactly the same. I've been given so many weird gifts over the years, and I go, "Yep, no, I'll definitely drink this melted terracotta at some point." And I guess I'm just saving it for your show now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only use for this this imported stuff. Look, again, it can strip barnacles. I'm sure that if I ever wanted to go to the moon, I could just pour it in the back of the rocket and we could use that as fuel. Um, yes. You know, there's lots of lots of uses. This um this week though, I'm yeah, I have to say I don't think mine's quite as good as yours. Speaking of lemons, as before, I've got the uh, Lazy Bear Bundaberg Rum and Dry, featuring a bit of natural lime, as it says, not fake lime, natural lime. And uh, Look, it, it is it is the best drink. If you want to headbutt a stop sign, I cannot recommend a better drink than Bundaberg. Yeah, no, it's, it's that's what I mean. Like, you, if you want to start a fight and call people the c word, absolutely. But this will make you do it in style, sort of Sunday sesh fight, rather than <laughs> Saturday night at some random RSL. This is more like you're having a good time. You're listening to a bit of uh, on your Sunday session. You're listening to a bit of tambourine with Kendall Elise. In Look, Jeffrey let's, Tambor let's, let, Tambourine. You know, let's give him a proper shout out. I'm going to record a quick 15 second ad for Bundaberg. Here we go. Have you ever had a punch on at a 30, a three, uh, all right, here we go. Have you ever had a punch on at a three year old's birthday party? Because we need the drink for you. You look into that, that three year old take the last piece of cake, knock him out and get it back. Bundaberg with lime. Drink it responsibly. See, there we go. That's perfect. We've got a great ad for Bundaberg now. And if they want to hire me for that, I'm more than happy to be paid in Bundaberg. Well, I was going to say, where's my, yeah, where's my free samples, Bund- Bundy? <laughs> it's, you, you, but, there's a sample of Bundaberg in every every felon's heart. The, uh, and the, and the, uh, the white bear suit will count as a COVID safe mask for these purposes <laughs> if he delivers it to my door. Exactly. Here we go. We got, you know, that's the, he won't deliver it to you. He'll punch a hole through your door and then throw it through the hole because that is how Bundaberg is supposed to be consumed. (laughs) 
let's 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 open this bad boy up because um I know I don't know yours. Does yours have a stopper? I can't quite see from the photo. Mine mine has weirdly enough it has it looks like it has a stopper. Uh, now to describe it looks it is red with gold writing on it with what looks like a picture of a cow made of seeds. Which again, I have no idea. Um, the writing, I unfortunately don't speak Mandarin, uh, but it has a little like it looks like a popper, but it's actually a screw, like a golf right. ball on top. So, so that I think the um, I think the the product has inspired the imagery. Yes, it's. Uh, hold on, let me give it. Let me give it a smell. Let me describe. Okay, now it is a wonderful combination of PVA glue, mm-hmm. turpentine. And the souls of a thousand people's sadness, um, <laughs> and maybe a few so, hundred, uh, you know, Apple smartphone employee. Uh, oh yeah, employees. yeah. This is this is the tears of a Nike a Nike assembly plant in a bottle. It's lovely. Um, you know, so they, they squeeze they they squeeze it with it underneath tank treads. It's fantastic. <laughs> now, uh, go on, go on. Give us a sip. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Okay. Oh. Oh. It's, it's, it's thick. It's thick. Why is it thick? <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's somewhere between yogurt and wine. Oh. <laughs> Texture-wise or flavor-wise? Because I'd- Texture-wise, flavor-wise, okay. it's, it's melted terracotta. <laughs> Oh, okay. That is that is that is going to sit in my stomach for the rest of the night. Okay. All right. Look again. It, it, this it feels like it would be lovely after about four or five of them. Okay. Maybe that's Ooh. the trick. That, well, that is the old saying. You know, what's the difference between a a, a, a good drink and a bad drink? Three drinks. <laughs> yes. Very true. Very true. Now, mine is obviously a can, so I'm going to have to- uh, So, I want to hear the satisfying that comes from opening a can. I know. That's why I was asking whether yours had a stopper, because if it did- It did not. I, I can- oh, we'll, we'll edit it for post-editing. There we go. See? <laughs> oh, how good did that sound? <laughs> Look, if you want to hire me for Foley, I can do that as well. I do tambourine sounds, pop sounds, and the sound of a depressed white chubby guy complaining for 90 minutes. That's the three sounds I do, and I'm pretty good at all three Speci- of them. Specifically complaining about his LinkedIn profile. Exactly. That's what I'm all about now. It's just it's just complaining about LinkedIn and the kids skateboarding on my damn lawn. <laughs> all right, here we go. You'll hear this one. Take it sure. away. Oh, it's so satisfying. Right there. Now that's an opening noise. China. That is an that's that how is you do an it. opening noise. Look, this rice wire wouldn't be nearly as bad if they had just put some sort of satisfying noise on it. Opening sound is definitely, definitely an important factor in rating. Oh, 100%. Now, I'm getting- Yeah, I'm getting- I'm getting Bundy. That's just- <laughs> That's the thing about Bundy, Michael. It cuts through everything else. There's supposed to be lime and dry in this, but I, I can't- I can't smell either of them. Yeah. The, the Bundy is Bundy. Like, I don't- you know, They've hit the recipe and they're like, you know what? We're done. Boys, pack her up. We're going home for the day. And they never came back. I mean, I don't mind a bit of Bundy. Not going to lie. I don't necessarily want to go and fight- some bastards afterwards, but I do like the, I do like the mainly for the patriotic factor. I like my local rums, but, <laughs> but this is actually not too bad. This would go down well on the Jeffrey Tambor tambourining session on a Sunday. And Look, we'll get a sponsor by Bundaberg. You know, we'll do that's this is the that's the sort of towns we're going to be doing anyway. So why not? Let's just add that in. But yes, I uh, can still taste the, I can still taste the uh, the 
the Queensland Pride. <laughs> Brisbane 2032. Yes, the good on you, Brisbane, you were. Of the Brisbane Look, Olympics. The thing, we, we, oh, what, a, what a games that's going to be. Oh, yeah. What what events are going to chuck in for Brisbane? Surely we've got to chuck some of our own events in for that. I, I reckon there's got to be. I reckon Pub Brawl has got to be the- um, You say Pub Brawl? Pub Brawl has got to- Pub Brawling has got to be the sport they introduce to the Brisbane Olympics. Hells no. Have you seen Ukrainians, my dude? They will own us. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you're worried they'll clean up the medal. They, they, like, we won't even make it into the top 10 with that. <laughs> It'll just the the whole thing will just come down to a Ukrainian man and a Mongolian man just staring each other down. <laughs> this is an alien versus predator situation, dude, and we are not Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> We've got eleven years to work on this, Michael. That's not enough time. Not We've, a- Ukrainians have been working on this for decades. They're ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, I concede. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe pub brawls are not the best Olympic sport. I was watching the other day to the video from I think it was 2012 when the Mongolian mm. wrestling coaches got naked on on the floor of the arena because they were upset with the umpire's decision that made them lose the gold medal. Have you yeah, seen this video? Right. I haven't seen that particular video, but nothing about it surprises me. Look it up because it was fucking hilarious, and they obviously got disqualified, <laughs> but the uh, poor, like, and it was like versus him versus some guy from, I think, Uzbekistan, and the poor guy from Uzbekistan is won the gold medals. Like, yay, I've won, but he's, like, just so lost, like, trying to, like, go, what do I do now? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. People said you couldn't sum up the politics of Central Asia in one little video, and I beg to differ now. <laughs> Well, it's right up your expertise, right up your alley of expertise. It is indeed. That is, no one else cares about the stands like I do. (laughs) So, we got two more. We got two songs left to play for the lovely people tonight. Very. So, we got- Very soon. We got a- Hold on. Hold on, your horses. You got to rate the bloody thing first. You got to rate the thing. While I let you think about your monstrosity of a a drink, I would very happily say this is a solid 3.8 out of five pubs in a- uh, Brawls in a Queensland pub- um, very solid stuff, Bundaberg. Keep it up. I would rate this three expired yogurts out of five. Um, <laughs> it was it was fine. It was it was okay. It was very strong. I have it sitting in my stomach, and I I don't know. You know, scientists have been wondering if you can get somewhere between a solid and a liquid and a gas all at once. And I think this is the answer to that question. Mm. Uh, so, so, try it out. If you, you know, if you want to get barnacles off your boat or you simply hate yourself, <laughs> like we do, uh, you can try it out. I, I would love to give you a brand, but I'm just going to call it red and gold brand <laughs> rice wine. I'm so sorry. I don't. I. I don't. I. I don't even read. I don't read English either. I'm. I'm kind of keen just to come to your house at some point, even though it's across the other side of the country, just to try some of your some yes, of your come, wares. Come over here, and we will get you absolutely slaughtered on the weirdest possible things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go. We are going to go to a couple of songs as you so lovingly mentioned before. Um, I should mention, of course, the other AMR shows really briefly. Um, you can. Bloody go to australiamusiciansradio.com where you'll find all the links to all the shows, including Heavy Reborn, um, the Talk Hack Show, FarQ Radio, and, of course, the Mint Factory, as well as all the write-ups uh, with AMR Premex and all the you know, outside broadcast interviews for the AMR podcast specials, plus heaps more, whatever I guess we get up to. Who knows what we're going to be getting up to as we come out of lockdown, um, but I'm keen to- 
have more stuff go on the website, I guess. But yes, it's the one-stop shop and the first port of call for anything AMR related, including the occasional review by uh, yours truly and his truly. Yes. Also, tour dates for our upcoming tambourine tour. <laughs> Smashing it round the back end. That's what we're going to call it. You know, we're- <laughs> Yeah, look, I hadn't thought of anything, but it's definitely bet. What Man, I'm booking flights. What off. are you talking about? Get on board. Jeffrey Tambor has said yes. <laughs> we got him for a 20 city tour. Let's do it. And we can't. No town will be bigger than 400. It will just be you, me, and RSL, and then we'll get this done. Done. But- Done. And look, our, our stuff may not be as good, but we've got two good songs, actually good songs coming up in the uh, better than our tambourine ideas. But the first one's going to be a, a bit of a gem. gem. Yeah, see what ah. I did there? See what I did there? I saw that. Jem Casadaly, who's doing a bit of a song called Let It Go, which is it honestly the best bits. So, I'm, I'm going to out myself here and say I'm a bit of an old Taylor Swift fan. You know, that, yeah. that first album with the one with- um. In that book, you sixteen, whatever it was, just absolutely fan of the whole. I sound like I'm not a fan, but I am a fan of that album, and it has that exact like amazing musicianship on top of like really catchy hooks, which is just phenomenal. So very happy to see that. Um, yeah, um, it's a debut single too. Good on you, good on you, Jim. I mean that that's pretty coming out of the gate pretty strong on that one. It's like it's like good. It's not country, but it's not pop, but it's like. Not down tempo, but it's not up tempo. Again, I, it's it's just that perfect middle ground. It, it is it is a perfect temperature servo pie. It is exactly fills the spot, and it is exactly what I wanted at that moment. <laughs> and um, yes, I just realised that yeah, she did. She did actually too with her her certain well known father. Um, apparently, she sung the. And I think this is this is the cake as far as like you know uh, opportunities comes. She sung the national anthem at the Gold Coast Six Hundred V Eight Supercars. <laughs> Which is not event. far from tambourine. <laughs> no, no, we got it, boys. We did it, Jim. You're gonna have to, um, you're gonna have to join us on this tambourine tour. See, I don't think I could do the sing the national anthem. I, I like, I'm very patriotic. I love this country, but I'd be so worried about stuffing it up. Yeah, I suppose nobody would know because no one knows the lyrics anyway. <laughs> yeah, our citizenship ceremonies require you to know. I think it's the first half and the second half. And yet, I don't know many Australians who know the second half. So that's why that's why that's why immigrants always end up being more patriotic because <laughs> you had to spend six <laughs> months learning all this shit that nobody knew anyway. Either, either that or that is the test. When you remember the second half, they go, "Nah, get out of here. You're not. You're obviously not Australian." And when you go, "No, I don't remember it, mate." I just lip syncs that shit at school, mate. And they go, "Get on in here." <laughs> and then you get to, and then they hand you a can of Bundy. That's how this works. <laughs> yeah. That's the reward. Um, That's the reward. Yeah, is 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 the first line of the second verse of Advanced Australia Fair. Beneath our radiant Southern Cross, or B, beneath our radiant cock, Southern Cock Ring, or, or C, beneath our radiant Southern um, Criss Cross. You pick. <laughs> or D, I, all I'm, of the above. G- you know, mate, the only Southern Cross I know is the one under ta- underneath my Bintang singlet, mate. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Full Perth. <laughs> Um, this land is indeed girt by bogans wherever you go. <laughs> um, but no, keep it up, Jim. Keen to hear more. Um, definitely plenty more to come from her part of the world, I'm sure. Very much so. And, and then to bring us and then to bring us out tonight. Yes. yes. We've got one last track from uh, Xander Rhodes, who again, I feel like I put the John like already said John Mayer tonight, but again, <laughs> 
amazing little John Mayer bluesy licks, just like, you know, the guy oozes coolness. Like, that's the whole vibe I got of this is like, this is a guy who will be the center of attention in every room he's in. And that's what I like to see. It's it's that classic, like, what if the guy in the pub was really good? Like, you know he's going to go far because it is just good stuff. Uh, great vocals, great songwriting. And again, it's just, it's John Mayer-esque. And I'm, I'm all about that. Again, it's just John Mayer and tambourines. That's all I listen to. He is. Uh, we've played, for those attentive listeners, uh, you can- Prove this by looking at the RSS feed. Um, we played him back earlier at the start of the year, one of his previous singles, Daydreaming. But this one, uh, this song, uh, The Only Way I Know, is out now, his latest single. Uh, this, honestly, he's a workhorse of a man because he's always pretty much on the dot every so often just bringing out a new new single, which is really cool. Mm. And um, getting a lot of love around, both here and, yeah, and, his, seems- and in his original home country of the UK. So, yeah, good stuff. Again, like solid song. Um, keep those keep those guitar riffs coming. Like it builds up as a song. It does. It's one of those nice slow burners as well. Which again, I can't speak more highly of it. Very keen to see him take the next step because I think he's got the look. He's got the guitar. He's got the skill. He's got the blues bit. You know, he reminds me of John Mayer, and that's ten points there. So, you know, if I had to give that a rating, I'd give that a solid four. John Mayer's out of five. <laughs> I'm very worried. You know, you mentioned him too many times. He will walk in the room, and then I'd be very, very nervous. That's what like, I hope. You know, I don't think Frankly, anyone. You know, I don't think anyone has given him this as this much attention um, since Continuity or whatever that name of that album was came out. Continuum. Can, my God, Thank you. who are you? Can, oh I can't God. remember. Look, I can't remember this shit. This is what Wikipedia is for. I'm shocked and appalled. You watch. You watch. I'll change the names of all these um, records in Wikipedia and no one will notice, I bet. See, I this bet is, this is what you're, you're just going to edit it in that night now and be like, oh, that was his album Continuum. You know, then you just <laughs> edit it in later and make me sound the fool. But yes, no, that's a, it's an amazing album. So we don't, we don't stoop this low on Bar Talk, but you do <laughs> if you have to correct yourself on your podcast, which I want to briefly mention, of course, the Redline podcast. For those of you that don't know, that's, of course, Michael's side project. I guess, and we're the main project. I guess his is, you know, of course, the, the shitty little you know podcast. I don't, I don't, I don't get to drink on the affairs. red line. You know, that's I don't. Get, I don't get to drink on the red line. It's very different over there. <laughs> How's that going along, too? Well, you got plenty of uh, got some new episodes out now. Yeah, we just we uh, we're crossed across two million listeners um, just very recent, uh, about a month and a half ago, uh, and we're looking like we'll crack three million very soon. Now it's starting to really pick up steam, think, so we're getting. I think you did. About- ha- we're about to hit two million the last time you came on. Yeah, so we, you know, we're doing about two hundred thousand listeners a month at the moment, which is insane. Um, you know, yeah, so it's it's just going really crazy. You know, we're covering big stories at the moment. So we're effectively just did a big piece on the Ethiopian civil war. Uh, we're just about to do a big piece on Brazil and then uh, bio warfare, which is, I think is a very interesting subject. Um, so if you want to hear me be far more depressed uh, talking about the conflicts that are affecting the world with experts from, you know, Harvard, Oxford, Cambridge, the CIA, prime ministers, uh, all coming in to talk to me about what is going on in the world and how it impacts us. Nice. Yeah. Make sure you can check out the Red Line podcast if you want to, Feel depressed enough to drink uh, Chinese rice wine. Um, <clears throat> Again, I think I've had some nice rice wine over the years, but this one particularly is not a not a nice not a nice one. Um, thanks again, Michael. It's a pleasure having you on, as always. 
Always a pleasure to be here. Great to see you again. I'm going to slip into my comfy shoes now to uh, wrap us out, though. Before you do, make sure you go and check out AMR Australia and Bar Talk socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know the handles. Fucking, they're linked down the bottom. <laughs> um, YouTube, of course, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe, rate, review, like, dislike, send us some hate mail. I don't know, whatever, whatever you feel like. We won't tell anyone. Look, if you um, want to send me money or tambourines, I'm also cool with that. You can you send the hate mail to Daniel, but send the tambourines to me. I'm all for it. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't be burdened with all, all the fun stuff. So yes, you can have the tambourines. Here's what I want. I'm just going to put them around my house in precarious spots that my poor fiance knocks them over everywhere she walks because I know it'll drive her nuts. And I think that's the worst kind of torture I could ever ever consider. <laughs> It's almost as bad as installing um, cuckoo clocks in each one of your rooms just to get that nice. And slightly, you've got to make sure they're slightly unsynchronized so they you get them all no, so mistimed. What I, I, I used to do, one of my, my locker in high school was right next to the cooking block, which was always empty um, in, in class changeover times back in high school. So I would almost, almost every couple of days, just to annoy, I'd walk in and set three or four of the oven timers to different times. So they just go off. <laughs> randomly throughout the day um like yeah i'm just that kind of an evil person but yeah just that that whole cuckoo clock at different times that's completely reminded me of that and i know every that all the teachers used to get so annoyed because we just go off at random intervals through the day where they started telling kids to come in and the first thing they do is check the oven timers see if anyone's got them and they never caught me so you know if if if, uh, if my school is listening i'm uh, i'm super sorry but it's still funny to this day <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long get over over it. <laughs> Look, it's been a decade. Come after me now. You know, it's funny. <laughs> well, Mark, thanks again. It's good to have you back on again. And uh, always, hopefully- always great to be here anytime. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for, again, filling my playlist with great tunes. Oh, got to do my bit. Got to do my bit. It's a public service. Exactly. Oh, enjoy, everybody. Listen to Bar Talk and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. What, what are the songs, Michael? What are the songs? What are the songs? So, the last two songs, we got Jim Cassadaly doing Letting Go and then Xander Rhodes with The Only Way I Know, which weirdly enough rhymed and I'm very happy about that. (laughs) Yeah, I made the order up, folks. I'll take credit. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you probably next week on another episode of Bar Talk. Guys, good night, good evening, good morning. Catch you then. It was dawn and the night had gone to sleep. I was wrong, I should think before I speak Why am I so emotional Every time that I lose control It was done, this ain't where I'm supposed to be And you say, is everything okay? You look like you're falling apart In every single way You say This feeling won't last forever Time is all we have
shines on me It's been so long since I held you close to me Everything okay? You look like you're falling apart in every single way. You say this feeling won't last forever. Time is all we have together. Let go of myself. Gotta let go of myself. Clouds will break from stormy My name is Dan Baker. You are listening to AMR.